0: Psalm 64 shows that God's power is greater than any injustice against us. David writes this psalm as a prayer asking God to preserve him against those who were engaged in secret counsel against him, those who were committing injustice against him. Some of these people use their tongues like swords and their words like arrows, David says. And yet he expresses confidence that God will prevail Against those who do injustice. And so Psalm 64 is a song of confidence in God's justice. A song of confidence in God's justice. We're going to begin with verses 1 through 6 the oppression of the enemy. The oppression of the enemy. Hear my voice, O God, in my complaint. Preserve my life from dread of the enemy. Hide me from the secret counsel of evildoers, from the tumult of those who do iniquity. Who have sharpened their tongue like a sword. They aim bitter speech as their arrows. To shoot from concealment at the blameless. Suddenly they shoot at him and do not fear. They hold fast to themselves an evil purpose. They talk of laying snares secretly. They say, who can see them? They devise injustices saying, We are ready with a well-conceived plot. For the inward thought and the heart of a man are deep. David begins here with a cry to God, "'Hear my voice,' indicating that he is speaking out loud. And he addresses his complaint to the Lord, asking him to preserve him from the fear of the enemy. Now the word fear here denotes David's anxiety or David's terror that's caused by his opponents, his oppressors. He says they're enemies. And here in the text, it's, it, in the English, it's written as a singular, but it's best rendered as enemies. According to the Hebrew term, it's in the plural. Now, David wants God to hide him from the secret counsel of these evildoers. To be hidden by God is to be sheltered or concealed, that is, to be protected by him. And this secret counsel includes the plots and plannings of his opponents. These plots, which are centered on rebellion, tumult, or commotion, are being hatched by the wicked who are workers of iniquity. And I think it's interesting that anytime we see rebellion in the scripture, it's always associated with those who are plotting against God. That's why God says rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. A Christian has no business taking part in a rebellion. Oh, we're going to rebel. You know, he's not my president. He's not my governor. This one's not this. This one's not that. I've got news for you. If you're a believer, if you're a Christian, you're not supposed to side with the rebellious, with those who want to rebel against God-ordained authority. Whether we like that authority or not isn't the question. The question is, what does God's word say? And God's word clearly says in Romans 13 what we're to do with governing authorities. And that's certainly not to rebel against them. It's to pray for them. It's to obey them. The only time we have a right, biblically, to go against something that the government tells us to do is when it's contrary to God's word. That's clear. There should be no Christian sitting here, li- that's listening, who's contemplating overthrowing the government or who's getting involved in these conspiracy theories as to what this one's doing and what this one's plotting and so on and so forth. This is, th- this is what David's talking about here. That, you know, He says, hide me from the secret counsel of these evildoers. You know, over the last several months, well, all we heard about was this QAnon theory this QAnon conspiracy nonsense. Christian, you have no business being motivated by QAnon. We're to bring every thought captive to the word of God. And somebody hiding in the shadows, typing in their mommy's basement on their computer screen, is certainly not someone who Christians ought to be putting their trust in. They're hatching their schemes And these ones who are hatching their schemes, David says, are workers of iniquity. And they love to use their words. They plot and plan the rebellion. You know who you're really in rebellion against? You're in rebellion against God and His Word. That's right, God and His Word. The attacks consist of underhanded plots and verbal abuse. That sounds a lot like today, doesn't it? Oh, it's very easy for people to abuse other people verbally on social media. Oh, we can get on there and we can make comments. Listen, I'll bet nine out of ten people wouldn't make the comments they make if they had to say it to the person's face. Oh, but it's so easy to go online and, you know, be a social justice warrior online and type, 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 type away and, you know, slander people and put up with how you feel and this, that, and the other thing. Again, that ought not be the way of the Christian. We're to use our words to build up, not tear down. We're to use our words to speak truth, not lies. We're to speak the gospel. We're supposed to be ambassadors for Christ who use our words to bring repentance and regeneration and forgiveness. And David says... They sharpen their tongue like a sword. They launch their words like arrows. And their words are rooted in bitterness, David says. In other words, they're slanderous. They're evil. Their goal is to take David by surprise. That's why they launch these arrows in secret or in ambush. And it's sudden. And you know what David says? They have no fear of God. If they had any fear of God, they wouldn't act this way. and they're bitter and they attack the blameless you know that's always the way always the way the innocent the blameless are always the ones hurt by those who are gripped in bitterness and shoot off their tongues shoot off their arrows from their mouths to attack other people you know this picture of secret attack with their bitter plots hitting the blameless is just like today's political terrorism which, by the way, let me tell you something, comes from irrational hidden sources, quote-unquote, on both the left side and the right side of the issues. You know, I, I, I sit back and I shake my head in disgust. Because, you know, there's always some group out there who is, oh, well, you know, if this person gets in, and it doesn't matter if they're on the right or the left. It's, you know, worst case scenario. If this person gets in, blah, 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 blah. Well, if this person gets in, stop dealing with the what ifs. Trust God. God raises them up. God takes them down. So sit down, shut up, and let God do his business. And you commit yourself to doing what God wants you to do. If you're going to run your mouth about something, run your mouth and pray. Pray to God for His will to be done in heaven and on earth. Oh, but what about this? What about Don't worry. You don't have... And it's none of your business, Christian. Focus on what God's commanded you to do. If Christians today were so interested in something, try getting interested in what Christ told you to go and do. Go and make disciples. Go and preach the gospel. I wish believer, I wish Christian today you were that excited about sharing the gospel as you are about becoming embroiled in all kinds of nonsense. And yet all I, all I hear, all I listen to, is that this theory and that conspiracy, and, and what about this? And what about that? And I say, "What about the gospel? Listen, if you're more worked up about wearing a mask than you are about people going to hell, you ought to examine yourself. That's right. Examine yourself. Because what ought to be the most concerning thing for you is not whether or not you have to wear a mask to protect somebody or protect yourself. You ought to be worried about that person who's on their way to hell. And what have you done? Have you shared the gospel with them? What about that brother or sister who's struggling? Oh, woe is me, I have to wear a mask, it's such a burden. Listen, I don't know anybody that would sign up and say, oh, I love the mask, but come on. There are people who are dealing with real life burdens, brothers and sisters in Christ, whose lives are shipwrecked, who are struggling to make it day by day. And your biggest issue in life is a mask? Come on, Christian. Stop falling for this nonsense. Stop buying into these irrational fears that people are trying to project. that's exactly what it is. It's irrational. Oh, I I, I heard if I I take this medicine, if I get this medicine, this could happen. Come on, you know where that stuff comes from? Irrational fear. It doesn't come from fact. Oh, that vaccine might shed something. Listen, irrational fear. Come at me with facts. Show me scientific fact, not theories that are propagated by people on the Internet. You cannot trust the Internet, folks. You know what you can trust? You can trust the Word of God. Try that for a change. Try that. In verse 5, David describes the strengthening of the opposition by mutual reinforcement. He says their, their position becomes strong in an evil purpose. They, ha- they hatch out this plot and lay these snares and traps secretly. He says, Who can see them? You know, the idea is God sees them. That's the irony of the question. God sees them. They think David doesn't know what's going on? <laughs> Guess what? They don't have to worry about it because God knows. Verse 6 they devise injustice. Listen, they got their well conceived plots. They have a scheme well schemed. That's what it means to devise injustice. A scheme well schemed. Inwards, thoughts, and hearts of a man are deep, literally unsearchable. In other words, these schemes that these flim flam artists come up with come out of their twisted, evil desires. Now, verse 7 to 10. Watch this. We go from verses 1 through 6, the oppression of the enemy, to the overthrow of the enemy in verses 7 to 10. But God will shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly they will be wounded, so they will make him stumble. Their own tongue is against them. All who see them will shake their head. Then all men will fear. They will declare the work of God and will consider what he has done. The righteous man will be glad in the Lord and will take refuge in him. And all the upright in heart will glory. God is going to act in a manner that, in in a way in which the wicked are going to deserve. He is going to shoot an arrow back at them and they are going to be wounded. And furthermore, he's going to make them stumble over their own tongue. And Christian, let me tell you something. If if, if you're struggling with an issue right now, if you're dealing with an issue where you're, you're, uh, you're being oppressed, you've got an enemy, whatever it may be, whoever it may be, out there running their mouths, running their tongue, guess what? God says... Right here, I'm going to shoot an arrow back at them. I'm going to shoot them down. I'm going to make them stumble over their own tongue. And Christian, we can rejoice in that. Isn't that beautiful? We can sit back, yes, it may be hard, it's difficult, and and it makes us be anxious and upset, but we can rest in knowing that God is going to take care of it. That's right. He is going to take them down. Their secret plans, their bitter words that they've launched, they're going to be destroyed by their own words or actions. And when their destruction comes, all who will see them are going to flee away. It's amazing. As soon as they get taken down by God, all the people that were there rallying around, guess what? They're going to dissipate. They're going to disappear. They're going to run away. Just as when a building falls during an earthquake, those inside get desperate to get out. That's That's what they're going to do. They're going to jump ship. And out of their fear of God, they're going to all of a sudden declare the work of God. Now, it doesn't mean that they're going to come to their senses. It simply means uh, they're going to have a sense of all of God. They're going to be in fear. The people are going to wisely consider his doing. And that verb consider means they're going to pay attention, they're going to ponder it. They're going to ponder God's work. What is he doing? What did he do? Why did he do this? And when we see God's justice, believer, when we see God's judgments, it is indeed a time for reflection. When you learn that God is powerful and just and that the wicked in their plots and in their plans are going to fail, listen, we can sit back and rejoice. We don't have to fret. We don't have to chew our nails. We don't have to chatter our teeth. We don't need to shake our knees. We just need to get on our knees and pray. As God judges the wicked with their own weapons, we are going to rejoice and be glad in the Lord. David said in Psalm thirty two eleven, Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous. Shout for joy, all you upright in heart. The righteous also will trust in him. They will know that God avenges evil and is trustworthy. Moreover, the upright in heart will glory or boast in God. In response to God slaying the wicked by their own words, God's people are going to worship him and rest be insecure in his care. You know, we're never going to know all of the gossip, all of the plots, or all of the attacks that are going to be launched against us. But we do know that God knows and he's going to act on our behalf. And as we have seen, and believe me, I can testify, irrational fear is hard to bear. But understand this, don't buy into the irrational fear. Don't buy into the what ifs. Realize the devil is waging a secret war. His arrows are lies. And his target is yours, heart, and mine. Remember, believer, trust in this. God will defend and protect us and bring his evil, that's the evil of the the person doing the oppressing, going to bring that evil back on their own head. Praise God. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you that you are the protector of your people. And Father, Lord, we are, we've all been, perhaps we're even now, dealing with an issue of oppression. Lord, whether it's the irrational fears of people on the left or people on the right, and, and all their theories and conspiracies and nonsense. Lord, all that is coming is from the devil. That's just the devil stirring the pot, taking the attention off where it ought to be on the gospel. And so, Father, I pray if there's those that are listening that have found themselves buying into that nonsense and getting themselves all worked up about it, that, Father God, you would work on them, cause them to repent of that, Father, cause them to uh, rebuke that nonsense, and, Father, get themselves focused on where they need to be on proclaiming the cross of Christ. We don't need, as believers, to proclaim theories. We need to proclaim truth, and the truth is the truth of the gospel. Father, help us to proclaim that truth. Lord, I pray if there's those that are under attack, there's those that are struggling, whether it's uh, from within or from without, wherever it may be coming from, but somebody's launched an attack of words, of bitterness against them, Father, I pray that you'd protect that individual. I pray that you would uh, put your uh, guard over that individual or those individuals, Lord, that they would know that you are God, that you protect your righteous, and that you would turn around and shoot your arrows, your words, back at that individual who has launched their bitter words against others, particularly against the blameless. And I pray, Lord, that you would bring those down. Bring them down. Humble them so that they can see who you are. And that prevents your father they might come to repentance. And so, Father, I thank you that, Lord, in a world of injustice, you are a just God. And in the end, you will reign in justice. And you will do justice on behalf of your people. We thank you for it and pray these things in your son's name. Amen.